Hello and welcome back to another episode of Acting with Asha. So this week I can't actually find what I recorded so I'm re-recording this episode which in my opinion this one's probably better. So today I want to talk about making your own work as an actor. If you know anything about my career this is kind of how I've had to do things. Sadly I wasn't getting any kind of castings really. Yeah, I had an agent from the age of maybe 19, 20, and I'd get the odd commercial here and there. And that was it. I was getting my own work on mandy.com slash casting call pro at the time. And that was still good. I, I was meeting directors and filmmakers and we'd work on one project, then another project. But so obviously this this episode is probably more for people that want to do film and TV, although I will touch on theatre later. I knew everyone was going on about the Holy Grail, having your own show reel, and that seemed a million miles away when I was just starting out. And even now, I think it's been four years since I've played a lead role in a film, and every so often I just think, oh God, my show reel needs an update. I, I can play different characters than what I could do a few years ago. So it'd be really good to make my own work. And actually, at the moment, I have a feature film. I have several feature films anyway, but one that is cheap enough for me to produce myself. And so I just wanted to talk a bit today about how you might go about doing that. So first of all, if we're talking about making something for yourself on screen, then you could always do the the showreel thing, which is obviously you can hire someone to do a showreel for you. You could work with them to write the scene or you could do a short film. I'd say if you choose to do a short film, then the focus would be obviously you get to make something. So you kind of get also get a credit as a producer if you want to direct as well. It kind of brings, it adds another string to your bow. And if you want to go for a feature film, now I wouldn't recommend doing a feature film until you've made a few shorts just because there is so much to learn and even if you are a filmmaker yourself and you study film for years and years the things that you will learn and the obstacles you will come up against you won't find in any textbooks <laughs> you just have to make it yourself so if this is your first time making your own work then I'd start with simple and that's either a very small simple scene or a short film so how do you come up with an idea again there are a couple ways of doing this you could Find a writer slash hire a writer. Have I done that? I guess with the showreel stuff, I did have someone. Um, on Fiverr, I did once hire someone. I never used that script. So there's a website called fiverr.com where you can hire freelancers and you can get people pretty much to make anything for you. And the prices are amazing and the quality is good because obviously everyone's reviewed and Fiverr brings people a lot of work so they are able to reduce their prices. So you could get a script written with Fiverr. The best thing is for you to come up with the kind of character that you want to play. So if you know your cast type or you know what kind of roles you want to play. So say you've done a lot of serious stuff, but you want to move into comedy and you haven't got any of that on your showreel, then try something comedy. Or if you find that you are in a box, say you're male, you're middle aged and you're bored and you're getting all these like henchmen, tough man roles and actually you have a lot more depth than that, then write something where you can show that other range you have. If you can come up with your own kind of character you can play, when we're talking about producing something that's low budget, you then have to look at 
what you have available to you unless you have a few hundred that not a hundred thousand but a few thousand put aside that you could invest in this you could make a short film from anything from uh, realistically maybe two three hundred pounds to ten thousand pounds on a short film if you have a budget of ten thousand pounds i'd say try and make a feature film not before you've tried to make short films first though but say you're working with a super low budget because hey well you know we're 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 in theory out of work actors looking to get some work so in theory our budgets are fairly low and modest so what you want to do is then look at what you have available to you so i live in a house it's a four bedroom house it's got a tiny garden outside and i started writing this web series recently and i thought well okay so we're gonna do this with me and my co-writer co-star so my friend Sammy we both wanted to create something that we could both act in and so we th- I, I at the time pre-covid I was like well we have the availability of my house anytime we want so if we do a series one with this web series we could do series two three four whatever we could just have this location and it's not going to be a problem that was until everyone started working from home and then it became a little bit more of a nightmare and then we started from there really we decided what we wanted to do and it was a black comedy so we actually started out going we want to do friends and obviously everyone doesn't everyone want to do friends but we started there and then over the last year that we've been writing honestly it was a long time I'm sure you guys can come up with something a lot quicker it's taken us a year so far and in that time when you really have time to think about a story and the characters then for me new things pop up all the time so I was like oh wait hang on let's make it darker or let's do this and actually they hate each other and blah 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 she's trying to sabotage him anyway if you're writing it yourself there are loads of great books um Sid Field screenplay is one a story by have I got it here one sec no I can't remember who wrote it but story by someone someone (laughs) that's also a really good one um save the cat is also a really good book as well if you check out all of them if you are thinking of writing something yourself it would be really helpful if not bring all your ideas and the kind of scenes and also the other actors available for you if you have someone you want to work with or someone wants to collaborate with you or making a scene have all those ideas in mind even if you have a car or a location you know put all that in and say look I've got this this and this and I want to create a scene so say you've now come up with a script miraculously just like that I wish it was that easy so once you have your script you are in a very good position and this is why sometimes I just push to get something done because even if it's not fully polished if you have a script and it's good and it's decent and it has something strong behind it then you are in quite a powerful position because then you can bring other people on. And trust me, if you decide to bring on a director or another producer, they will probably have their input and the the story will keep on developing. It's not all going to be on you. The more people you get involved, the more things will change. And even on set or rehearsals, the actors will bring more stuff and just really lift it off the page. But coming back to the idea of what your script is going to be about, it is... I don't think there is a point doing a horror just because you want to scare people and because horrors are cheap. There's no point in doing a rom-com because you want to be funny and you're quite funny. Whatever script you decide to make, there needs to be some weight behind it. Like there has to be a meaning or something you want to say or something you want to explore or tell the world. And the more personal it is to you, the better it will be. Because 
there is nothing like real life. So a few years ago, I wrote a story which was based on someone I loved dearly. They had a drug addiction issue. They were selling it. And I thought, you know what, this would make a really good story. And it did. And lots of people have come on board. Sadly, we've not finished and pushed that one through yet. But from that one idea, I did manage to raise £4,000 on a funding platform. But I raised yeah, three or four thousand pounds and made a trailer and then that trailer went on to win awards. And though it was just a trailer, that bought me a lot of recognition and suddenly made me an award-winning filmmaker. And it opened a lot of doors and the fact that I've been proactive enough to create something. And people, yeah, they saw it, they like my work, they take you more seriously. And again, that was just from a trailer. It really did open a lot more doors. If I had that money now, I don't think I'd make a trailer. I'd make a very good short film. I'm I'm pretty sure of that. I did actually make a short film a few years ago called The Contract, which I recently put on Amazon. I'm going to tell you a secret here. It doesn't seem to be that hard to get something put on Amazon. You kind of just had to fill in a form and upload it. I mean, there were lots of like, uh, you know, I guess the film's got to be good to a certain point. Amazon's not going to put everything on there. But for me, I felt like that was quite a simple process. And again, it had lots of rewards because I then started to message casting directors saying, hey, I made this film. And it was actually about um, a situation I had with a director that I wanted to talk about. And see, this is what I mean. So when you're coming up with your idea for your film, you need something to be close to you. And not only for the fact that it is different because mine was about me with a director in a uh, small room and he basically came on to me and I told that story and you know it's not unusual for a director to come on to an actress in a film situation I guess you know people like oh we know what's going to happen here but the things that he spoke about made it a lot more realistic than I guess someone that didn't then I guess if someone that didn't have that experience was writing it. Also, when you're writing something, it's going to be with you for a really long time. It could take you a very, 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 very long time. I think my feature film Trappers has been with me seven years. My my short film The Contract, that was a very quick one. This was one about the director and the actress. That was only written, that was written over two months. We filmed it in two days and then I didn't like it so I didn't do anything with it for two years that's another thing I I find that as an actor when I produce something myself the first time I see it I'm just like ugh, I hate it I don't want anyone to see it and I actually cry I really do I cry and I'm like how could I fool so many people into thinking I'm I've got an idea and they've all put their time and effort in and it's been terrible and then I go to sleep crying and then the next day I watch it and I go oh that's not so bad actually so it is hard I'm not going to say this is an easy process but it uh, it is doable so whatever you decide to make definitely make sure it's something you love and believe in and the more powerful the subject matter is the more beneficial it will be for you and even it's funny you don't know where doors are going to open a few weeks ago I did a small trailer which was a little video about the um, oil spill in Mauritius because I'm from Mauritius my cousin had the footage and I thought oh let me just edit this together Actors should edit, by the way. I think I've said this before, but all actors should learn to edit because you can edit your showreel. You can make scenes better. 
probably like you know the editor and director wouldn't approve but you can make scenes better you can do a whole heap of things audition tapes as well so I think if you don't know how to edit that's something you really have to know how to do and it's going to save you so much on showreels etc but anyway this small it was like a it was like under a minute little piece it was almost like an advert just telling people look shit has gone down oil is in the beautiful Indian Ocean and you know, the Mauritian people were pulling together. So I just put that out on social media. I uh, promoted it. I put it on my Instagram. I promoted it. And then a few days later, I got someone in Mauritius from a big Mauritian newspaper ask if they could do an article on me. And they ended up doing a massive spread on me where Mauritian family that knew my grandparents from years ago were getting in touch with my auntie and ringing her and being like oh I saw this paper and from there now I'm in contact with a a film producer who wants to do something in there anyway what I'm saying is when you make something you are you are taking the power which we don't have as actors you're putting your career into your own hands and saying I don't need anyone else to do this and it is honestly the most empowering thing ever ever Like I said, it's time consuming, it's hard work, it's draining, but it will also give you a really good understanding of the industry and why it's so difficult and maybe why you're not getting jobs because, you know, you will see that, oh, actually, when I'm producing something myself, I kind of do need someone with a bit of a following because I need more views on this or no one, you know, the first thing any investor asks is who's in it? And if you just say you, sometimes they'll buy it, but sometimes they're like, well, how am I going to make my money back? Because who just watches something when no one's in it? But then it's kind of like a weird area because if you've got hardly any budget, then you can't afford someone who is a name. So I don't know. Unless you can hire like an A or B or C lister, then yeah, I don't think it really, in my opinion, it doesn't matter who you hire, like as long as they're good at what they do. For me, the benefits of making your own work is endless, really. It opens up more doors for your career. You meet new people because you never know if you end up finding a director you work with really well, they might carry on doing stuff and book you and give you a job in their film eventually. It's great networking and it really does give you credibility in an industry where it is so hard to do anything that's striking or or stands out. So a quick touch on theatre. Not that I've done this myself, but you can write your own shows. I think there's even, I heard of someone that did a course on doing a one-woman show, and now she's taking it to Edinburgh, which is pretty incredible, and I saw her show, and it was great. It can be a really, really good way of getting your foot in the door. If you look at Michaela Cole, I think her, her chewing gum was originally called something like Bubblegum Dreams or Chewing Gum Dreams and that was a stage show that got picked up. Also, obviously, we can't forget Fleabag as well. That was originally a show and got picked up and turned into a TV series. So I'm not saying this happens to everyone, but again, it's credibility, especially if you can get it in a prestigious, I couldn't say that for a while, prestigious venue because then you can invite people down to see it. So casting directors, they always want to know what you in. And even if they can't come and see your show, it's a good way of talking to them and sending your stuff. And, you know, they usually will respond and they'll keep you in mind as someone who is working. And the same with if you are making anything film related. When I wrote off to all the casting directors, they were really interested. And I think 
you know, I do see a little, when I do a mail out like this and I have something to say like, oh, you know, my short film's just gone onto Amazon and I send them a free link. Obviously, you don't want casting directors or agents to have to pay for anything. You send them that free link that you have or you bloody pay for it yourself, whatever you have to do to get them to see it. And they remember you as someone is who is getting stuff done again. So I'm going to keep it short and sweet for this week because I don't know what's happening. My throat is super tickly and I'm losing the ability to talk, which is not good. So I'm going to go on to questions. So I had a question from the fabulous Nick Baldev. I think I said that wrong, but that's fine. He wanted to know, how do you get into doing voiceovers? So... How did I get into doing voiceovers? I don't know if I answered this before. So I got into voiceovers, I pretty much, if I'm honest, I signed up to Gravy for the Brain and I will always rave about them because I learned everything that I needed to know. It's something like 25, 35 pounds a month. And then you have unlimited access in that month to all of their videos. Everything is there. I don't think I could teach you. I mean, I'm still learning. Every so often I have to sign up again and be like, oh, I'm still not great at this editing stuff. So everything you need to know is there from what microphones are suitable to you to how you edit to what you need to edit on to how to soundproof your room how to get to casting directors all the different types of reels you have to make how to how to read for different genres so much stuff and I'm honestly still learning and it's been three and a half years for me so I would say anyone who is looking to get into voiceovers absolutely go there first and that is all I have time for this week so I've got to save my voice because I have some work to do thank you once again and I would love to hear from you if you have any more questions or even subjects that we can talk about then please do get in touch and take care bye thank you for listening to another episode of acting with Asha for any questions please get in touch with us at www.jadeashervoiceovers.com and don't forget to subscribe or follow us at jade asher thanks again bye